0: Last week, we got introduced to this narrative out of the book of 1 Samuel, okay, and so in the book of 1 Samuel, we get introduced to a guy named Elkanah, who was a father, and his wife, Hannah, and uh, Hannah uh, ha- had some struggle having a children. She had, a, she had a barren womb, I mean, she wasn't able to have children, and she prayed, and she prayed, and she prayed, and God answered her, and so that's a that's a beautiful picture of what it is that we're going to try to accomplish today the fact that that God hears us when we pray and in that story you'll see some examples of why it's so important to walk in obedience and what happens when you don't and so as I was reading through it it's like man this is powerful stuff it's a pretty clear picture of of what happens in the lives of the people in the story because you know we found out that um, Hannah did have a child Child, eventually his name was Samuel, and she gave him to the Lord, and she took him to a priest named Eli. But Eli had two wicked sons who were not obedient, who were were worse than disobedient. They were just downright wicked. And we we see this picture. And as I was reading this story, as I was going back over this in my mind, I was thinking about uh, I was thinking about the importance of obedience, and and I really felt like God was saying, Brady, I want you to be obedient today like, well, today, right then, too, but obedient on Sunday, and I want you to, to really focus on some issues of the day, some things that we're walking through as a, as a people, and I really want you to just, I really want you to focus on prayer. And so, and so that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do, but I wanted to, um, I wanted to introduce this, this thought, the reason why it's so important that we pray at this particular time turn in your Bible to 2nd Timothy chapter 3 real quick 2nd Timothy chapter 3 and if you look um, in uh, back towards the back part of your Bible you'll see 1st and 2nd Thessalonians 1st and 2nd Timothy and then a little book called Titus here's something to remember it goes from the biggest to the smallest so if you're looking for the, the words the Bible uh, the ones in uh, the New Testament started with a T. Thessalonians bigger. Timothy's a little bit smaller. than Titus is the smallest. Because it gives you an idea of order. So 2 Timothy. So it's the second letter that Paul wrote to a guy named Timothy. And listen to what he said. I'm going to read this passage of Scripture to you. And I'm going to ask you, does this sound familiar? When we think about the world we live in and the, and the importance of obedience and what happens when people are disobedient. So listen to this, 2 Timothy chapter 3, starting at the very first part of this chapter. In my Bible, the title of of this passage is Godlessness in the last days. But mark this, it says, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive. Kids, listen, disobedient to their parents ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Think about how long ago this was written. Does this sound familiar at all in the culture that we live in? I mean, it does, doesn't it? I mean, it seems like this is the world we live in and we see it played out more so than ever before because we see it always before us all over social media, which they didn't have back then. You know, there's probably stuff going on in the world that we never even, never would even heard of. We would have lived and died and never even heard of that. But now we see it over and over again. And that's the reason why I think we need to pray. I don't know about you, but I could get uh, a little overwhelmed sometimes with everything that's going on. I mean, there's really two extreme ways that we can handle everything that's going on in the world. One way is to say, it's too much, it's too weighty, it's just crushing me. I, I just, there's nothing I can do. I'm just going to just stay here and be uh, motionless. The other end could be, say, you know what? I don't even care. (laughs) Who cares? All this stuff that's going on, I, I can't do anything about it. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't affect me or it's not my problem. Those are two very different views on how we can handle. But I think as Christians, if we're a follower of Jesus Christ, I think we've got to stand somewhere in the tension of the middle and hold on to both sides and figure out how can we influence and impact our culture, and the world we live in, how can I personally make a difference? What can I personally do to impact these different areas of life? And so we're going we're gonna to focus on each one, all right? And I've put them up here. Some of them you might be able to see, some of them you can't, but, but we'll walk through each one. And I think how we're going to do this is just for sake of time and for convenience. I'm going to ask, when I introduce a particular topic, I'll say a few things about it. But if you particularly have a word on your heart or a prayer that you would like to pray into this particular issue, I would have you come and take the microphone and pray it, okay? If you are personally affected by, really personally affected by this particular issue, I'm not going to make you come up here unless you just really want to, but I would ask that you would stand up where you're at. Because here's why I want you to do this. Because I want the rest of us to look around and make sure that we see them. So, not so that you see them so you can be like, oh, it's just terrible. Poor people. So glad it's them and not me. That's not why. I want you to be able to see them so that they know somebody else knows about their struggle and they're not alone. All right? Can you do that? Okay? Like, you can even say, hey, I see you. I know what you're going through. I mean, obviously, God sees you, but we see you too, and you're not alone. You're among. Now, if you are just a visitor in our church or a guest because of the baby dedications or whatever, you know, if this weirds you out or whatever, I'm sorry. Not really. I'm not really that sorry. Um, but, but this is normal Christianity, people. Christianity is not showing up on Sunday having a little parade and, and then we walk out and we never live it from that moment on. That's not normal Christianity. Okay, so that might be a normal church experience for some people, but that's not who we're going to be. We're going to enter into this together, okay? So the the call is, is if you have a prayer to pray about the particular issue, then you come and you pray it. It doesn't have to be, it can't be too long, but just come and pray. Pray into that. All right, we'll get it recorded because we want to make sure that we, people are listening at home. Okay, we can hear it. But if, you, if you're effect, affected by this issue, I want you to stand up right where you're at. And, and you may even say, you know what? I mean, I need more than just standing up. I need to come and specifically be prayed for for this particular issue. Um, that's where some real healing and power can, can occur. So I was challenged in my spirit to, to, to do this and to pray because here's the deal. We are in a battle. And it's not a physical battle. Physical battles are easy compared to the spiritual battles that we fight. The enemy loves it when we fight with each other. When we're just looking at each other and you're looking at the person that's different than you or that's wronged you or whatever. Because then it takes your focus off the one who can do something about the problem in the first place. And in the book of Ephesians chapter 6, it says that we are to be strong in the Lord. This is verse 10 in Ephesians chapter 6. It says we are to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. We've got to put on the full armor of God so that we can take our stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, well, let's just say it has come. It's here. We live in it. You may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, then it says stand firm. And then it puts on this this armor. We're not going to go through all the armor today. But the thing that we have to realize is this battle that we're fighting is against—it's a spiritual battle between good and evil. Okay, And we just happen to live in this world, in this planet. We are a part of that. And as followers of Jesus, we can enter in and we can fight this battle. And we can, we can win because we have someone fighting with us and for us that is much more powerful than anything that we're experiencing here on earth. So, if you're going to take a stand, just thinking about this whole thing with all the NFL and all this stuff. Listen, if you're going to take a stand for anything then you're going to have to kneel okay that's how you take a stand you're going to have to kneel and I'm not saying kneel because of the pledge of allegiance I'm saying kneel in prayer you're going to have to kneel if you're going to take a stand because remember we don't fight this this is a different world world a war we're fighting we don't fight with the weapons of this world we fight with um heavenly weapons and that weapon is prayer So if we're going to be a church devoted to prayer, then we should probably pray, right? Okay? And here's going to be our framework for this. Isaiah chapter 43. Isaiah, prophet Isaiah chapter 43. Just a few verses. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob... He who formed you, O Israel. You can make it personal this morning. Say, he who created you, O Dan, O Trish, O little Joel, and Johnny, and Lance. He who formed them inside their mother's womb. Fear not, it says, because I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. And he says, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. And when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Our frame of reference is this. All of these things that we have gone through, are currently going through, or maybe you'll go through someday, it is going to hurt. Life is full of pain. If you haven't experienced pain yet, it's just because you're so small, you don't even know it yet. But as soon as you get old enough to realize it, you're going to experience pain, right? Can we all agree that we've experienced it? Of some form or another, physical, emotional, or spiritual, we've all experienced pain. It hurts. But this one who has redeemed us, this one who formed us and created us, says you're going to go through it, but it's not going to consume you. Thank you. It's not going to consume you. You may think it is. But it's not. Because if you belong to him, you win in the end anyway, and there's no way he's going to take life from you, the enemy. He's not going to take it from you. He might steal some joy. He might steal some time. He might steal something else from you. But he's not going to take your joy and your eternity from you. He can't. He doesn't have the right to do that. Okay? So you're going to walk through the fire. You might get burned. The edges of each one of these are burned. But it will not consume you. It will not burn you up completely. Have you ever been through a fire that didn't consume you completely? Yeah. I Think about my friend Jennifer who went through cancer. Think about a precious lady in our church that's going through cancer right now. Right as we speak. In this room. So that's the framework for the prayers. And so the first one is this. It's the lie. It's the lie that says, this time you have gone too far. You've blown it. Somehow you have blown it beyond God's capacity to love you. You've sinned too much. You're too broken. You've failed too many times. You're too disgusting to be loved, to really be loved. The truth is, is the people believe this lie. So I'm going to start. I'm going to pray this prayer for you, and then then we're going to invite some other people to come. So let's pray. Lord, my desire is for people to know that this love that you have for them is more personal than just the love you have for the universe. They need to know this morning that in John 3.16 where it says, for God so loved the world, take out the world and they can put their name because that's how personal you are. He loves you uniquely and distinctively. Just how each one of these little babies up here were the same yet so different. Different names, different parents, different genetics. But yet you love them equally. And you love us that way too in the midst of all our failure. Romans 8 says it so well. There's nothing... Nothing that can separate you from his love. Nothing. So, here's our first real moment. If you've ever believed this lie, you were not able to be loved. I just want you to stand up right where you're at. Thank you. We've got a few honest people in the room. Have you ever felt like you've blown it too many times? You, you're on the right track and then you messed up and God's just like, he's just giving up on you. Have you ever feel like God's just given up on you? Yeah, look around, people, look around and see. I'm standing up because that was me too. The dad who raised me told me I was worthless most of the time in my life. And so I believed that for the longest time until my heavenly father told me how much he loved me. Okay, thank you. Sit down. All right, so the tragic trend that's going on in the world we live in today. And we just had an incredible, like, terrible example of it just a few days ago when a young lady went into the bathroom at her school and ended her own life. The rate of teen suicide. And not just teen suicide, but also veterans who are ending their life day after day after day because there's, there's too much, it's they can't handle it. And then, and everybody in between. It's not just them, but, it, that's, but that's where we want to start. The tragic trend. So who would, who would want to pray into this? this is, we're going to do this. Come on. So who wants to pray into this? And who said, that, that has been me. I've either struggled. Man, this is bone-hard honest right now. Who say, you know what? I've struggled with this. This, this thought of, of not being worthy enough to live. Like, come on. I mean, seriously. If that's you. Be honest. and Stand up.
1: Yes. Lord, I left my friends. Is it on? I left my friends too. It's on, yeah. Not only the friends in this place, but my friend Laura, who this weekend is hurting. Yes, sir. For the loss of her son and the reopening of that wound with the loss of the, the girl in Lee Of all the loss I've experienced in my life, the loss of someone to suicide is the least understood. God, I pray, I pray that they don't believe the lie, that they are worthless, and that the pain and suffering that they're going through will not end in this life. I pray that they will hang on for however long it takes to get past it and to go on. I pray for the families impacted by the loss of suicide because it's pain I can't imagine, but I have watched. And it hurts, it hurts so deeply to watch families grieve for the loss of a child or other family member. Please help us all to give hope to each other, your hope. Help us to be your heart, your hands, and your feet, to hug and to love and support so that no one no one feels that desperate. In your name, I pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you. you. May be seated. The barren womb. Not only for those who have tried to conceive and they're still waiting, but those who have walked through miscarriages. We just got a text message this morning of someone that we're close to that just said they think they can't come this morning because they think they're going through a miscarriage right now. And so if you are in that place where you're waiting for the Lord to give you that gift, I have some precious friends of mine sitting here on the front row that they have an appointment on Thursday to allow God to plant a gift inside of her. Would we pray that it will be successful? Would you pray with me as a church that life will be born inside of this precious woman, you know? And so if you've dealt with that, if you've dealt with miscarriage or or just a barren womb and you're waiting, maybe that's you today, just be bold enough to stand up right where you're at so we can just encourage you and pray with you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the church, okay? If you imagine it to be anything else other than this, then you're missing out on the experience. And we've got to enter into each other's pain. Trish, would you come and just pray? I know she's crying, but that's okay. Just come and pray.
2: Father you are the giver of life, and we do pray for Stephen Mallory that you would and others that have gone through just this unbearable sense of um, not being able to uh, conceive a life that you that you create, Father, and we pray that you would just make the way, make this uh, all the things and all the the ways that that this can happen for them, that you would just bring that about, bring that to fruition in in her womb. I pray that you would just prepare, prepare them. I thank you for their vulnerability and their being so authentic with us, their church family, and um, just stepping into it to have others come alongside and walk with them. Bless that. In their lives, Father. I just thank you for, um, just for for that gift, and and I just pray against in Jesus' name all the things that um, that people bring on themselves when they uh, cannot have a child and have miscarried of of shame or that they've done something wrong, and uh, I pray that you would just remove that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.
0: So the darkness, anxiety and depression. I mean, in this too, could be just life unfulfilled, maybe your career, just relationships, you just feel it's just empty and you've dealt with some some depression as a result of this, anxiety in your life. I mean, God knows we can all be anxious (laughs) for sure. And so, is that you? You walk through some of that, some anxiety and depression in your life, just, listen, this might be the entry out of it right now, if you just stand up right where you're at. Just say, that's me. Look around you. I knew there would be multiple people. Look. See each other? You're not alone. You're standing right next to people. Dan, would you pray? with this little girl. Put you on the spot. You stood up, so you're standing here. Thanks, man.
3: So Father, I just lift up all of those who are standing and had the courage to stand and and Lord, I just I pray that that you just cover them, Lord. That that you just provide your covering and and just reveal yourself to them in a major way and and that um you know all of us have a story and we all have things we struggle with lord i just pray that pray that each day we continue to look to you and and that um that we can just be together in in our brokenness and in our healing lord and and i pray that that you just take that Take these feelings of, of depression, anxiety, and, and all of the things, Lord, because we, we know that those things aren't of you, God. And, and I just pray that, that we just come to know the truth, and, and um, just we love you, Lord, and just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you. Don't feel bad if you stand up more than once. No one's keeping score, all right? So the next one is the why. Why, God? Why? Why? Why this loss? Why this pain and grief in my life over the loss of just something significant in your life? Loss of someone significant in your life? Death of a loved one? And struggling with why? Well, it doesn't even make sense. Uh, we'll address this at the end, but there was a lady that lost her husband not too long ago in a tragic accident on the highway. And she's like, people say, well, well everything happens for a reason. And she's like, tell me a good reason why my husband is not with me raising these, three, these two little girls. Why? So maybe that's you today. You've, you have really wrestled with this question, why, in your life. And So stand up right where you're at. Dave, I know you stood up, but I'm going to have you come and pray.
4: Father, sometimes that's the hardest question in the world to ask: is why. You know, I hate that saying that you've got a plan, and that that. You know, everything that I'm going through or everything that I'm seeing other people go through and, and all of this hurt and this pain and these questions that we have and, and to throw out that why and then not hear an answer or to hear a, a churchy answer that, well, the Lord has a plan for you. I hate that. I hate that saying, Lord, because sometimes this world is just a broken and messed up place. And because of the fall, because of of because it's a broken and messed up place, things happen. And sometimes that's the why. But knowing that no matter what, no matter why, no matter how, no matter when, you are always there. You are a constant. That is, that is the greatest comfort of all. You know, like that song says, after all, you are constant. You're, you're, you're always there. You're dependable. Your promises mean things. Our prayers mean things to you. And, Father, to, to know that even when we don't know why, that you will carry us, that you will be beside us, that, you, that we have a church family around us of, of people that have stood, that are going through the exact same things that we're going through right now. There is comfort in that. There is peace in that. Even, even in that brokenness, there can even be joy. Yes. So Father, for those times when we, when we look up and we have nothing else that we can do but just ask you why, please, Please just provide peace. And in times when you can give us an answer, thank you. Thank you for the answer. But even if it's nothing more than us going through these things so that way we can come alongside others that are just standing in this room right now to wrap an arm around them and say, I know, I know, I've been through it too. And he loves you and he loves me. And we don't know why. But thank you that he does anyways. In Jesus name. Amen.
0: Awesome. You guys are doing great. Okay, so the C word: cancer. Not just cancer, but just sickness. Sickness just holds on that you just have struggled with. and we've got two precious young men. <laughs> here today that one needed a kidney because his kidney was just failing and the other one had a good one (laughs) two good ones (laughs) and he gave up one what an incredible gift um there's sometimes we just can't we can't give to, to to help the other person get well we wish we could and so um so if you've Obviously, this is a huge group. If you've ever, if you've experienced cancer yourself personally, I would ask you to stand, just you personally, okay. And then, if you've obviously been affected by in your own life someone close to you that has obviously been affected by cancer, you stand up too. Which I know that'll be a lot more of you. <laughs> Brady Rogers, come here, man. If I'm not feeling good and I'm sick, you know, I want to pray for me. I want Brady Rogers to pray for me. So pray for us, brother.
5: Jesus, you showed us. Lord, you showed us uh, so many examples of your healing power. We got to hear eyewitnesses who have seen that healing power. I'm an eyewitness to that. I'm sure there are other people in this room who have been eyewitnesses to your power to heal. As you demonstrate your authority, the authority of your word, and the love of the Father, And as we exercise our faith. I pray, Lord, that if there's anybody in this room who needs their shield of faith to be held just a little bit higher today. Mm -hmm. That you would give them the gift of faith. And that they would lift that shield up just a little bit higher right now. I pray, Lord God. Your word says that in the end times you will pour out your spirit. We know, Lord, that one of the activities of the Holy Spirit is to heal. So, Lord, if there is anybody in this room today who is sick and they need to be healed, in Jesus' name, we come to you in faith. Your word says that we don't even need a lot of faith to exercise our faith. It says we need faith the size of a mustard seed, and we can see mountains moved. So I pray, Lord God, that today, that your Holy Spirit would touch the sick. It would touch those. Specifically, I pray against the spirit of death. Specifically, I pray against the spirit of cancer. I pray against arthritis. I pray against heart disease. I pray against any attacks on the nervous system any tax on the organs of the human body mm. yes, sir. also if you're in your seat and maybe you're not sick but you know someone who is i ask you to stand in the gap for them and go to your feet right now and lift up your hands in the air yes sir. lift your hands up in the air and receive from the lord today say come lord come lord there's power in the spoken word so say heal me o lord and i will be healed
0: heal me o lord
5: by his stripes I am healed.
0: By his stripes I'm healed.
5: Come quick to heal me, O Lord.
0: Come quick, Lord. Come quick.
5: I pray that my brothers and sisters would receive this today, that you would move in them today. In the name of Jesus, amen.
0: Amen. All right, let's sit down. And this. You may have been experienced this personally, or maybe just know some people. And but the the V word is the senseless violence that we see in our culture. My sister, Shannon, she I saw your post this morning. Three brothers killed this innocent young man who was a senior in high school. Just killed him probably for ten dollars worth of merchandise who knows what it is that they killed him for there's no good reason for it obviously but it's that kind of senseless violence that's going on in the world we live in today that uh, she asked the question when will it end the, the, the sad part of it is it probably won't end until Jesus comes back you know we can do something about it in the world we live in the little circle we live in <laughs> How we're educating our kids, how we're teaching, and how we're living out modeling this for ourselves. Um, you can probably place in that the, just the whole racial tension. There's no place for any of that in the heart of a believer in Jesus Christ. None. Whatsoever. None. It's because it's hate, and we're supposed to be, have love. There's no room for hate. So, Lord, I just ask right now that you would take away scales off of our eyes so we can see people with your eyes. Though they may be different than we are on the outside, Lord, they're really not so different at all because you love them just the same. Give us that kind of love. Let us be that kind of church to have that kind of love. So maybe the, the prayer is, is if you have wrestled that within your own heart and you've got some hate in your heart for whatever reason... Ask God that that's the healing that you need today. Ask God to take that and you experience that healing today because that's a different kind of cancer that will cause different kind of problems. Just for sake of time, I just really want to finish up with talking about the, um, the war. I mean, there's still a war going on. Did you know that? There's still war in the world and we're still involved in a war in America. And, you know, we, I think we've forgotten about it Sometimes because we're just busy with other things. But there's war going on. There's still people giving their life to protect us. And then there's a war uh, in this in America, and it's all over the world, but there's a war when it comes to addictions, especially when it comes to like over-the-counter pain medications. It's a it's an epidemic in this culture that we live in, in the world we live in. And you might know someone that's been affected by that, or they've ended their life for that, or they they've... Their life's been ended because they were involved in those addictions. Addiction is obviously prevalent. And some of you right now is like, please don't ask me to stand up. <laughs> but you know, maybe you are struggling with an addiction. And you, have, and you don't have to say what it is, but you say, I, I've, I'm struggling and I need some freedom. Is there anybody bold enough to just stand up? I'm just going to give you a chance. I got two of my brothers right here, some men. I love it when men are vulnerable and humble, don't you? Yeah, it's just, it's not common in our world we live in, but when they are, you know? And so look at them, you see these guys, all right? And so you're going to encourage them, you're going to pray and lift them up, right? You're going to cheer them on, okay? Um, Just Jacob, real quick, I'm going to have you pray for these guys because they're bold and stood up. And then we're almost done, so be patient.
6: I love both of you, <laughs> individually spoken. I'm actually a recovered addict um, on several several fronts, and uh, my dad died from his addictions as well. So, um, Lord, we come to you today. Um, this is, this is a war, God, and you promise to take care of us and shelter us, Lord. And the and I just have a, a word here for a lie that none of us. Are so far gone and so broken the ground is level at the foot of the cross Mm -hmm. and no matter what you're struggling with in life you can bring that to to the cross so father I pray that you would just like a waterfall have the spirit fall upon these men and fill every crevice and every hole that they are trying to fill with uh, this addiction God and may it be filled with you and your spirit and your love, Father. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you. And then I just wanted to finish up with um, the last one, the P word. You know, there are people living right here in Platte City, beautiful, comfortable Platte City that live below the poverty level. They're struggling each and every week to, to get enough food on the table for their kids, to pay their Their bills to just take care of the basic necessities of life, the things that so many of us just take for granted because we have plenty. And we see and we bless people and we're able to to just come alongside and encourage people every Wednesday night at the treasure chest. Um, And that's just a part of who we are as a church that we want to continue to reach out into the community and bless other people that are hurting. So it might be you today, it might be someone that you know, and that, uh, and of course, my prayers that they would, they would know and put their trust in, in Jesus, that they know that Jesus is the giver of all good gifts, that He provides the daily bread that we need. And our prayers are not that you, just that you get some daily bread, that there'd be a little bit of sauce on it, and some cheese, and some pepperoni, you know, that it'd just be good, right? It'd be abundantly good. But those who have. We have the opportunity to give. Let us look for those opportunities coming, especially as the holiday season is coming, so that we can make sure that everybody around us is well-fed and well-loved as a church. Worship team, go ahead and come on up. So wrestling with this, uh, this question, this could be a whole other sermon, but we don't have time for it, but the wrestling with this question, everything happens, or the statement, everything happens for a reason. The answer is yes, it does. And underneath the skin is original sin. And that doesn't mean your sin, though it could mean your sin. (laughs) But ultimately what it means is is because of sin in the world, we have to experience loss and death and pain and all these things that we're struggling with today. That's the root of all of it is, is the root of sin. We weren't created for any of these things. You, th- you think about that. We weren't created. We weren't designed for any of these things. That's why we don't handle them well. That's why we need somebody else to help us handle it. And here's another thing that's not true in Scripture. You've heard me say it before. Well, God doesn't give us any more we can handle. That's baloney. Life every day is more than we can handle. That's why we need him to walk through the fire and not be burnt. That's why we need one another when we get too weak for the other person to help us up to stand with us right so let's stand together and maybe during this last song you want to come and commit uh commit to prayer maybe want to come to each one of these maybe a sign that really affects you personally that's up to you if you want to come but there's power in prayer there's power in just coming forward and saying i'm going to bring it to the lord and i'm not going to carry it out with me today Maybe that's you this morning. So, won't you come? There's one thing I forgot. I'm sorry. All right, so this is a calendar, it's 31 days, and we've done this in the past, but I really want to focus on this again. Take your family and pick one day, even if there's multiple people on a day, it doesn't matter. Just pick one day out of 31 that you say, I will pray for the, for the work of the church, this church and this community. I will pray that God will make himself known to people through our church. You'll pray for, for me, my wife, and our family, and just pray for the leaders in our church, but you'll just pray for this church. One day out of the month, like I already took today. So the Testor family will pray on the first of every month. And whatever day you pick, that's the day you will pray. Okay? Every month. And so it could be multiple names. just could be one name on each day. Whatever. If you're led to do that, uh, there's power in prayer. And I ask you to, to partner with us. All right, let's go.